Hello, and welcome to an episode of Melanated and Educated. I'm your host, Destiny, and today I am here with... Hi, my name is Ebony Strong. Hi. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I, I graduated um, from Auburn University in 2021 with a BFA in music theater. So uh, that's what I've decided to do for my career path. I've been singing and performing for a very long time. And uh, when I graduated, I was just really ready to get out there and, and you know, do roles and, and things like that. And I auditioned for Legally Blonde. It was one of the first musicals I actually auditioned for post-college just because I was getting nervous and antsy. It was, uh, the, the pandemic was still like, had it had its effect on everything and I was just not doing theater as much as I was in college and I saw that there was an opportunity to audition for Legally Blonde and I I went I was like you know what I don't care I just want to be on stage I went I'm fully thinking I'm going to be in the ensemble I'm like you know it, it doesn't matter I just want to do the show and um yeah I eventually got the news that they wanted me to play L and of course I freaked out I did I literally freaked out and um, yeah, we did uh, I, we did that show in August of 2021, so about a year ago now. And oh, wow, it's a year ago. <laughs> that just hit me. <laughs> no, but it, it was really it was a great time. And around that time as well, I um, was posting about Legally Blonde on TikTok, and uh, I had. I had a video about it go viral and I got a bunch of followers. And ever since then, I was just posting about, you know, my journey into become in, in you know, in doing music theater as uh, a black woman and a young black woman, mm-hmm. you know, the journey has started a YouTube, everything like that. So I'm just fully immersed in that, in that field. Mm-hmm. I do have a question. So when you got the role of Elle, like obviously you were super excited and like that, but did you feel like you were breaking boundaries or were you just like, just happy to have the role? Because I know a lot of times there's a big typecast, even in like school productions. So did you feel like, wow, like, or were you just like, yeah, I nailed my audition. Here I am. Well, in the audition, I, um, like I said, this is actually, it was my first in-person audition uh-huh. since the pandemic and I had graduated college. So I was just like, oh my goodness. I went in there and I thought I killed it. Like I thought I did a great job. I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back in the audition room and not have to audition through a screen or anything like that. Uh, so I thought I did great on my audition, but by no means did I think I did that good. So right. just even for them to ignore all of the stigmas that surround that show, mm-hmm. really, because um, it 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 took bravery for them to to want to cast me as L. Mm-hmm. And um, callbacks, I got I was at the L callbacks, but I didn't think I was there. It, it was like L and ensemble. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, of course I'm here for ensemble. Um, but when I left the callback, I had stayed to the very end and it was just, it was me and a bunch of blonde white girls in the room. And I was, I was like, is this what I think it is? Is this like a real L callback, you know? Um, and they called me as soon as I left the callback, I didn't even get an email the next day or anything like that. They called me as soon as I left the callback and said, do you want to be L? And I said, yes. And at that point is when I thought I was breaking barriers. Like, I just was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this be done before. Like, this is kind of iconic for me. I, nobody even knew about it at the time. Like, 
it's still it was just community theater so even if my family knew I didn't think the entire world was gonna know right you know um so yeah I thought I was breaking barriers for myself because I don't like to be typecast based on just you know my weight or my skin tone or my hair because it's 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 all that simple when you're in a casting room so I knew I was doing something something great yeah I think it's really interesting how you brought up like no one had ever heard this before because I remember when I was in middle school, that's when I first saw like Legally Blonde as not just a movie, but as a musical. And I like looked it up to see if there was ever like a black L. And I remember they were like, there was like this article, it was top search. And it was like, maybe it's time to change up. It was like British. That's why I did this accent. But yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, time to change up who we're casting. And then they had like this Photoshop picture of like this black girl with like blonde braids. Mm. And so then like, it kind of came full circle when I first when I came to high school because my musical theater teacher's favorite musical and we got to watch it all the time and then when I saw you and I was like oh my gosh like this is <laughs> special this is so cool so I definitely agree that it does suck to be just typecast or people to assume you're only trying out for one musical or you're only going to do one song like from the color purple or from once on this island like you can do so much more than what people think you can just because of the way you look or how your voice sounds exactly exactly and I think that's the entire message really mm-hmm. you know that's why it was so important it it was like it was good to prove it to myself in the car when I was the only person who knew that I had gotten the role because it's like you know I don't have to just strictly do what they think they think that I'm gonna do but it really confirmed it for when everybody knew and everybody was starting to see like it is time to change things up and now, now some of the biggest music theater, some of the biggest theaters in the world are doing Legally Blonde right now and their L is black. It's like, if you are doing Legally Blonde right now and your L is white, then what are you doing? Right. That's what it feels like, you know? And I kind of feel like I was at the beginning of that, of that transition that was coming in, not saying that any, not, not saying that I was, I started it because I'm sure it was happening across the country and other little, um, theaters at the same time just like you said with the article it just was time you know what I'm saying it was time for that to happen and um I just happened to be a part of it you know so very exciting I do think it was interesting I don't know if your casting director did this on purpose because I did get to watch your like recording that you put on your channel it's so good by the way you did really well (laughs) thank you Um, but I did think it was interesting how when there is a different L than like the usual like blonde hair blue eyed it adds an extra layer because Warner is leaving her his black girlfriend for a more serious girlfriend that his family approves of that's able to be in pictures with him on magazines I thought that was really interesting it adds a huge layer and that's why you know a lot of people uh I got some backlash not a lot most of the comments were supportive so this doesn't really I don't really think about this too often but there was some backlash saying like this character is supposed to be white what are you doing you know and it was just like it's a story this is not this is not the Betty White musical I'm not playing a real person like you right. know what I'm saying yes um I'm they didn't ask me to play Susan B Anthony you, right. you get what I'm saying it's Elle Woods this is just a figment of someone's imagination so right. um if 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 you just allow my message to those people would just be like if you just allow yourself to enjoy the story and, and allow the layers 
of the story to penetrate your mind and enjoy it instead of being so resistant, mm -hmm. then you would enjoy this story a lot more, honestly, if you were <laughs> watching a Black Ill, because it, it just, it, it's better that way. I don't know, in my I opinion. It really adds so much more, like the story is already nice, but it adds so much more richness to the story because it's like, oh, whoa, like this is, this is what's going on now. This is what's happening. I just feel like, I just feel like it was like when I watched it and like I was really like processing, I was like, this is perfect. This is amazing. Like I need more of this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I agree completely. It was a genius decision. Uh, my director, um, Storla, she was amazing. And uh, they just did a great job with leading the show in the way that they wanted it to come across, even we though we had like minimal set and things like that, we were able to really tell a story just with our talent. And like you said, those layers mm -hmm. um, that just added on just for me being who I am, you know? So it was very good. So I know that Legally Blonde was not your first show, even though it was like a big show for you out of college. Do you think that, like what's one big thing that you learned throughout like your theater history? Mm. Okay, I think the importance of, this is so cliche what I'm about to say. Okay. But the, but the importance of knowing when it is, like when it's appropriate to like take direction and when it's appropriate to kind of go against the grain a little bit because it's okay to, uh, to not fight, <laughs> it's okay to be you know confident and put yourself out there for roles that you don't think casting directors will want to see you in mm -hmm. because if you feel confident in doing that then that will show through the role and it will give someone an entirely new perspective and that's how superstars are made mm -hmm. so anybody can do the role that they've been trained to do since that you know they were a child like you know growing up and doing music theater of course at some point, I would probably play Asaka or uh, Matron Mama Morton or um, it, it, someone in The Color Purple. These are all roles that I have played. So there, it's not a challenge to me. Mm -hmm. Even it is, any show is a challenge, but it's not a real true test of my talent mm -hmm. to do things that I've already known how to do. Mm -hmm. What's really going to break barriers is like going outside of the box and doing roles that no one could, no one thought that I would do well in because it's going to mm -hmm. make people open their eyes and realize. So just be confident, even in roles that you don't think people want to see you in. If you feel like you're good for it, then you're good for it. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's, that's my piece of advice. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that the challenge makes it just that much more enjoyable for you? like as a performer? I think it does. I think, I think I got a little taste with <laughs> Legally Blonde. <laughs> I think I did. Cause before that there were, there was a lot of, there were a lot of moments where I would get discouraged. Like, bro, I don't want to do this for the, like, I don't want to, I had to play a slave multiple times when I was in college. And that to me was just traumatic on its own. Right. So I was like, I don't want to have to do this forever as an actor because the people who are higher up are not creating stories that are enjoyable, but they're just creating stories that exploit the trauma of my people. That ain't okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, I would find myself getting discouraged about that. Like, well, if I'm going to be an actor, then I'm only going to play the 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 big black woman who comes and sings one song and is never seen again or 
you know, something like that. Cause those are tropes in music theater that are very consistent. And um, yeah, so I, it, it was easy to get discouraged, but that's what helped me push through. And I think Legally Blonde was just confirmation of everything that I was feeling before. Like, no, that is not the only thing that I, I can do just right. because it looks like this. Exactly. And yeah, it was like, you're right. Life was like, you're right. You're on to something. You need to keep, keep doing that. Mm-hmm. As theater is starting to change, obviously it's kind of slow, but hopefully, you know, we can see more. What do you think is one thing that you really look forward to as theater is changing and evolving to be more inclusive to people like us? I think new stories mm-hmm. that are not so... Okay, I'm going to say it like this. So I got a comment on uh, one of my YouTube videos saying, well, if they would, why, why are people taking stories? Well, it, it basically, it's a shame that we have to um, be in leads like, be leads like Elle Woods for, for people to enjoy a Black woman be a lead that has nothing to do with how she was disrespected or how she was belittled, or how her pain made everybody around her a better person, but she was like a wilted flower in the end. Like, it's not about any of that. And no one should have to play a role that was written to be a white person to feel that as a Black woman. You understand what I'm saying? There There should be shows written and produced, widely produced on Broadway, off Broadway, that are popular, where you see Black women in roles like that without you know, having to do a revival of something else. Exactly. Yeah, I want to see less, I want to see less Black people trauma on stage in general. In general. I think that this is definitely like a big jump. It's a big contrast. But when Jordan Peele first came out with like Get Out, yes, it was kind of traumatic, but it was in such a different way because it was a new story. Like, I understand like what you mean. Like, I'm very tired of slave stories. I am. I'm so exhausted of them. Like I've been saying this for the longest time to my best friends. Like I would love to have like a black girl teen rom-com while I'm still a black girl teen. Like. Exactly. I think what it is, is that, well, the message that is sending to black girls like us who, who are into the arts and into acting and like, even if it's doing it or watching it, it's like, they think, we don't, we, they think we're not like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they really understand black women just in general. I think they see a statistic and that's as, as basic and as cliche as that sounds, it's so true. And you can tell by the way they create art, by the, by the art that they sell to us, by the art that they produce for the public. It doesn't give a realistic picture of us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for some of that. But I think in order for that to happen, we have to get more Black women in production and in writing and in casting. So it's it's a long journey, I'll say that. Yes, definitely. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have to look at, I think it's also very interesting because like our classics are from like the 90s, 2000s, like when it comes to movies. And then it's like, their classics are from like the 60s and 50s like Audrey Hepburn versus like Sny Lathan. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. They just, I think, and this is in every single aspect of life. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna happen to us. We're young now, but at some point we're gonna have finally gotten to the place that we wanna be. And 
it'll almost be time to let go of, of the influence. Right. Like um, the people who were up there, they were fighting to get to that place. But by the time it's they're there and there, it's time for them to implement their art or make differences. It's like their, their mindset is out of date already. Right. You know? And that's why it's important to have young people in the workplace, like in, in arts and really listen to them because we know what we're talking about, right. you know? So it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. My, my professors, the people who taught me the fundamentals of theater and the ins and outs in my studio classes in college, they were older. So they were also the, the people that they looked up to were older. So the way that they taught us was the way that they were taught. Right. And um, I would find myself questioning that because it's like, that's the way you were taught and you were in school years ago and now it's a different time. Mm-hmm. So should we be learning something new? Should we be learning something different? Is it, is it different out there? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just something that I think everybody has to find out on their own, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because obviously the arts, I feel like, I know we just talked about how slow this evolution is coming, but I feel like it's also like rapidly changing at the same time. Like it's hard to keep up, but it's hard to stay in the loop about everything whilst mm-hmm. being included. I think that's really interesting that you just brought that up. Absolutely. I love, we could just chat. Like, we're just no, happy to be here. I'm just like, <laughs> We had to move over some things. I'm really happy that we got to have this happen. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I was, I was like, I can't, I can't miss this. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make this happen. But yes, how, how are you? I don't know if I can ask questions, but like, how, how are you um, involved in theater? Like, what's your favorite part? What do you do? Do you, are you like, you know what I'm saying? Tell me something. Tell me more about you. Okay. So I'm a rising senior in high school. And I started theater in the sixth grade. And I'm not gonna lie, I have not been like a lead. It's been like ensemble parts. I'm really helping senior year because the thing is, I thought I was gonna have like a, like a lead in high school, but then COVID hit and we have not, we have not had a single like show mm. since my high school started. My freshman year we were supposed to do a show. Then in March, like quarantine started. And so I have not been able to do a show. And so like, I'm really hoping this year, like I'm really, really hoping and like praying. I'm really, really, oh my gosh, I want it so bad. You can do it. You're going to get it. <laughs> I, I can already feel it. I can feel it. it it's t- just like we were saying, it's time in the outer bigger world, people who are doing these bigger productions. It's also time on a smaller level too, in high schools and community theaters and things like that. Like, you know, do, do something different. I'm, I'm rooting for you, Kathy. Thank don't you. Don't worry about it. At the very least, though, I get to go to Descon. I don't know if you had that in high, like, which you went in high school, but basically, it's like, I don't know if it's just in my state, but like all you, the. What state are you in? I'm in Georgia. Oh, me too. Okay, yeah, I because so, I I know what Descon is. I just didn't go. Wait, how are you in Georgia? But you went to Auburn. Let's check it. That is okay. A- Here's the thing. <laughs> Like, you know, I just don't think I understand. We have to cancel well, right now. I just, what did you, yeah, well, how did you do that to yourself? I just, like, when I saw it, I had to, like, we weren't, like, buddies yet. I had to, like, really keep my face cool, like. I know. Nobody, nowhere, no college, at least, maybe it's changed. But when I was going to college, 
there were no majors. There were no BFA music theater majors. Okay, you're right. Okay, you're right. I'm just Auburn of all places. I know my second choice was Howard. And well, really my first choice was Howard. It was between Howard and Auburn, but I've never been away from home. And just a bunch of stuff. And Auburn gave me a scholarship too. I got a good scholarship from Auburn. So I was like, okay, that's, that's where we're going. But honestly, halfway through college, I realized it didn't matter. It, it, it does matter where you go if you're going to go to like Berkeley or uh, Michigan or I don't know, somewhere, something like that. If you're going to go there, Texas State, it matters because you're going there and you're going to have opportunities and stuff. But to get your degree, you can get anywhere. It's more about who you are as a person and, you know, letting your talent speak for itself because it, it you know, you just got a piece of paper that says, hey, yeah, <laughs> went to, I paid money to right. do this. <laughs> you guys, I got scammed. Yeah, oh, look, I got scammed. <laughs> look at my piece of paper. That's exactly what it feels like right now. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy because people want to, the theater industry needs, what's the word I'm looking for? It needs to be completely changed because they, they try to, you know, you get out of college and they, they offer you these inter, these apprenticeships mm-hmm. that are basically like, oh yeah, you, you get to come to this really famous theater and you get to understudy and you might get equity points and you might be in a show. Oh, but we're not paying you. Right. This is so- It's for free. And you, you were not housing you either. And there's no nothing. There's no stipend. Right. And it's like, I got a degree. <laughs> That means add some zeros to, to your ask. Right. You know, I was like, I, th- this is what everyone told me to do. And now I'm getting, now I'm getting uh, political or something. No, it's okay. It's it is what it is, but you got to keep pushing. That's true. If you really love it and you really want to do it, you just, you just got to find your way in there. Do you think that your passion is what like prevents you from doing like a, I'm putting air quotes here. Cause I don't know if I'm going to, but like, like a safe job or like a safe career path, like, because obviously the arts as a whole are not always seen as like, let me say this, people love to watch a show, but they hate to respect the people who are in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, (sighs) yeah, I feel you. Honestly, a year, it was like a year and a half. No, I lie. It's only been a year and a half since I graduated. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like eight, for the first eight or nine months of mm-hmm. me being out of college, I refused to get a job. What? Girl. I refused to get a job because I was like, no, I I am an actor. Like I am not gonna spend my time doing something else. Like I wanna go on auditions and I wanna do this and do that. But I'm like, girl, get real, okay? <laughs> you have to make money to live. Right. So I eventually had to, Put on my big girl pants. No, I would say more. It's more so like yes, no one want. If you're an artist, no one really wants to have to work other jobs and stuff like that. But I what I will say is that if you're doing theater, everything is up in the air. Mm-hmm. So you might have a job for two months, and then you might have to go out of town, and you might get paid for a gig that you're going to do out of town. So you don't have to work for uh, three months, and then you have to come back, and then you're like, oh snap, I gotta find a job because I still got bills to pay, you know? It's like every second is is something. So you do have to work if you have responsibilities and if you want to be able to pay to go on auditions and pay to have stuff. 
it's good to have like a, a a job but you know it's it for the most part it's still pretty freeing and still so I'm still the, uh, still the starving artist that's for certain <laughs> how like so for me I remember when I first fell in love with theater I was like and I was in pre-k my mom's favorite movie is Greece was the first musical I ever watched probably the first movie I ever watched and I was like oh my gosh y'all I'm gonna be a star like, I remember for like six years I was gonna be a rock star mind you I'm not I'm not a huge vocalist right I was like I'm gonna be a rock star I'm gonna have a guitar like I'm gonna be that girl and like I remember I had like such a quote personality that my teachers literally to my mom to like take her to Disney or something like this is a mess but like when did you first realize that you wanted to be in any sort of art even if it's not just theater or not just music I feel like I was a lot like you to be honest like I knew <laughs> this is so funny I knew I wanted to do something I used to be so extra as a child I was extra like I used to just do crazy stuff and it's funny to think about now because I'm not as free as I was as a child maybe I need to heal my inner child and let it out but um yeah I was always extra I was I was in cheerleading I was on the dance teams I I wanted to do the school plays I didn't start singing because I I wasn't good at singing um to be honest when I was young I wasn't like a child prodigy where I just wanted to be I looked up to the girls who were young who could sing but it wasn't me I couldn't I couldn't really sing till I got into middle school then I started getting good. By the time I hit eighth grade, I was, I was, I would say I was good by eighth grade. And then high school, I grew a lot. College, I grew even more. And it's so, it's just a, it's, my voice now is a product of years and years of work. Um, even though it doesn't really feel like that, but mm-hmm. it is, I was in chorus. I took voice lessons. I did the whole nine, but I knew, I feel like as long as I could remember, I, anytime I said I wanted to be something, it had something to do with being on TV. <laughs> something to do with dancing or singing um I've never really strayed from the path ever since so I think that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool do you think you'd ever do screen acting then yeah I, <laughs> screen acting is hard okay I, it's different I will definitely do it because just the star quality, like the, the Hollywood vibe of it all. It's like, ooh, I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be a, a superstar. Of course I want to uh, do film acting, but I think it's personally, it's not as rewarding as theater is. Like there's something about the ritual of theater, like being on the stage and getting to live inside of a character for two plus hours and like the lights and the applause at the end and everything, this is kind of conceited, but everything is kind of centered around you. Even if you're not the main character, like people are watching you, the lights are focused on you and the music is playing for you. Um, film is not like that. The, the few experiences I have had with um, filming stuff, uh, I, I've done plenty. And it's never, it never feels as good as doing theater. Like you're there for hours and hours doing the same thing over and over again. Nobody really cares about you, to be honest. Everyone is doing their own job. Like the people who are working the camera are, they're they're focused on, they're focused on the camera. The camera's job is to focus on you. They're not, they're not worried about you. You know, even if they say do the same, you got to cry on cue for three 33 hours straight, 30 million times. When you're doing theater, you are hitting a through line for the entire show. So you don't really have to be taken out of it. Um, 
and theater is just bigger. You know, you get to be like so dramatic and film is not like that. It's kind of boring, but rewarding, very fun. I think one thing I remember I went on a field trip in, why is your, why is Doom trying to fight me? Oh my gosh. That's the quirky of them. Oh, cause it's, oh Lord, it's the 40 minutes. See, I haven't, I was literally, this is a struggle. It's okay, we're gonna make it work. We have to finagle mm-hmm. it a little bit, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it. Okay, but I remember when I got to go on a field trip in like eighth grade, and this was after like, I was, this is my third year of doing theater. And we got to go and we got to actually talk to these people who worked in film and they like filmed things. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard the show Good Girls, but they were like a part of that show. And so they brought their cameras and we got to film with them. But I had never pretended to do like any sort of recordings. Like I was never like, the only recordings I ever did were like recording my songs to show to my teacher for like anything really, like maybe review, maybe anything, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I came there and I remember I was like half line and they were like, stop, you can't move from this mark. I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is a bit different. Um, especially because I'm like a hand moving, pacing kind of person when I'm like acting or when I'm talking, anything like that. So I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, and like, do it again. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, and you're just kind of throwing off your game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think- yeah, they don't care. Cause it's like, well, it's our job to get the shot. And like, but you don't care about me. I have to do the performance. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> yeah in theater I think it's especially fun when you're doing songs because you can be so wacky and silly even when it's a dramatic song you get to be so much more dramatic when it's a sad song or when it's a happy song you get to be like the ultimate cheerleader like it's just so much more you can do in my mind I think that's so fun that's like the best part about it it is it is you're exactly right in my opinion we're on the same page yeah we're like this yeah yeah for sure we got it (laughs) Because I just feel like, it's like you said, it's not as free. And I have very limited experience in comparison to you. So I'm not going to try to overstep and like that. But like when I do, like one of my friends is really into film and she's trying to get people to be in her short films and stuff like that. I'm like, I respect it, especially because it's so cool. And she's also a black girl and black girl's trying to hustle. And I really respect it. But I feel like sometimes it's just so hard just to make something, to be in something. And then when it's film, if you make a mistake, everyone sees it over and over again. Theater, it's much more forgiving, not in the sense that it's like easier, but it's, you have people who are supporting you, like who are there to support you, your cast, your crew, like they care, like you said. So I just, I don't know. It's a little intimidating to imagine like being on camera all the time. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It definitely is very intimidating because at the end of the day, you on stage, if you're singing a song, if you're doing, they're going to clap anyway. (laughs) It's theater etiquette. It's literally built into the ritual of theater that when I done, you clap. That's how it goes. But it's not like that for film. It's not like that at all. They can actually be like, that was terrible. And you can do it all day. And at the end of the day, if if it's not good, then it's not good. Or the very opposite end of that, they, they can get a shot that they think looks beautiful on the first take, but you weren't warmed up. Like, uh-uh, that wasn't my best. You know, when I, when I did um, my, senior, my senior showcase and my senior musical was actually filmed because we couldn't do live theater and we were working with film and the same thing happened. Like they got their favorite shot. It was not my favorite shot that I was doing vocally. And that was the shot they chose. And I had no control over it. I'm like, that is not okay. But it is what it is. I remember when I was, we had a show every year in my middle school and in high school, obviously we did 
no shows yet. What? Working on it. But when we did it, I remember we just had to figure out what day they were recording because we would do like matinees and on Saturdays and we'd have like the night shows and they'd be like, okay, I think they're recording on Sunday. Everybody do your best on Sunday because we wouldn't know. Like we were like, this is what they're posting. So we have to show our families, our friends, whatever. If they're not there, like you got to get it. So we were like, at least we were kind of prepped. What we were, it was like one and done. If you, if you're bad, everyone saw you trip on that stage. Look. Yeah. What do you want us to do? <laughs> right. Nothing. Just a mess. Just a mess. I think one thing that was good for me in quarantine was like, even though a lot of people couldn't perform, I got to learn more about a lot of different shows that I'd never heard of before. I'm like getting stressing with timer in the corner. I'm not going to lie. I know. Is it? That's, that's actually low-key stressful. I keep looking at it. Like, cause now I'm like, do we just keep going? Do we just like, cut is it, it gonna is it gonna shut off at in five minutes? Oh no, <laughs> no, that's not okay. We just got into the groove. Like they can't do this to us. I don't know what to do. Like, do I just stop it and do I start another meeting? Like, I don't know how this works. It's like I think I think you can start another meeting. I think each meeting has to be forty minutes and. It, because Zoom is not free. There's free Zoom. And then there's like the Zoom you pay for. You can go like unlimited. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but I mean, there's always, you can, I think you can always make like another meeting room and start another one, I think. I'm not trying to laugh this hard, but it's literally like so ominous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the, the little the triangle. I can't stop myself. <laughs> it's literally warning us. <laughs> I'm gonna stop laughing in a second. It's just like so scary. <laughs> it is. I feel you. They're like, get it together, wrap it up right now. Right. We're watching you. And this is Big Brother. <laughs> right. That 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 warning symbol is for sure the man <laughs> coming after us no no like they said they heard you say you didn't want to get a job and they said we are observing that's when it came on that's when the warning side they said oh you've gone a step too far like obviously this is really just zoom being a hater but like the timing wow y'all are we're on to something here absolutely oh my gosh wait let me try to like start it Oh my gosh. I feel like this is so funny to me and I don't know why. It's just like really comedic. Do I schedule? Can I schedule another one? Yeah, like can you schedule it for like five, ten or like five, five, yeah, five. Okay, five, ten. Yeah. Okay. And then if you send me the link, then I should be able to. Okay. It says five. So we're just going to oh my gosh okay it's actually you're like why does she cut me off like that why no. is she rude? rude like hello we're having a whole conversation here what did she say i'm recording you okay uh, thank you right please have some decorum oh my god <laughs> some manners right just a mess okay i have a question you might have kind of already answered this but i just want to like what has been your favorite show to be in? Like, not your favorite show ever, but like your favorite show to be in. Mm. Darn, that's a really good one. 
because sometimes I feel like it's sometimes I feel like it's whatever I did last but that can't be true it's between legally blonde and I just did the color purple oh, you did and yes there is something so just yeah good about being in a professional show yeah. where everyone looks and sounds like me you know what I'm saying like we all know the same gospel songs. There's just like a, there's a cultural difference. And it was so fun to be in a show where everyone under, not, they, they might not personally on a deep level understand you, but they understand you better than some on a certain, on a certain level. Um, but Legally Blonde was also really, really fun to be in because I don't know, I didn't think I would ever get that opportunity and I don't think I'll ever get it again. So um I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna I'm gonna say legally blind was the best it was the most fun to be in as Elle Woods yeah mm-hmm. yeah are you what you mean about like the most recent thing is your favorite just me with books like I'm like oh my god I love this book and like a month later I'm like that was the worst book I ever read in my life like I didn't <laughs> love that I just read it like yeah just one experience and you're like oh my god this is the best thing I've ever done before in my entire life like no get it together yeah get it together Agreed. Yeah, We're gonna make it work. What was your first like performance ever? You remember? Mm, okay, my first theater performance. I played. Uh, this is so funny. I played Condoleezza Rice in a in a play when I was in elementary school. I think I was in like ah. Uh, I, I could have either been in the first grade or the third grade, but okay. it was either or. I think I was in the first grade. That was my first like theater performance. I played Condoleezza Rice. Mm-hmm. And my first musical theater performance um, when I was in middle school, we did Once on this Island Junior. And that was really fun. And I played Asako when I was in eighth grade. And that was like my first like, oh my gosh, like the music theater is a real thing, like musicals and yeah, I, I got into it from there. But, you know, in between, I did other performances. Like I did, um, I did singing competitions and stuff like that. But then I quickly realized that that wasn't my thing. Like audition for American Idol. Like I did, um, I think I did X Factor. I did a bunch of stuff. And I was like, this gives me anxiety. Right. Like, there were a few competitions that I was in that I was a finalist in and it just was really stressful. It was really stressful for me. And so when I got theater to theater and I was like, I like this where everyone can shine. Right. You know, everybody has a part to play. Everyone has a role to play. And when it's your turn to turn up, you turn up right. and there is no competition, you know? Um, sorry. Yeah. There is no competition, you know? It's just like everybody can be there to have a good time, which is- Once you're there, you're there. And then you can right. do it. Yeah. I remember my first musical I did was in sixth grade because we didn't have a program for that in my elementary school. Like, we didn't have like a, a Thanksgiving play. We didn't have any kind of play at all. We had a chorus teacher and I was in chorus and I loved chorus. But I realized like after like I started puberty, like I just had like one of those cutesy little kid voices. It wasn't like singing yet. And so we've been working on that for a while now, but yeah, I'm still getting it. But I remember the first thing I did was Lion King Jr. Mm. And loved it. Yeah, that's Just a good one. Fantastic. All the junior shows are great. Mm-hmm. Great shows. Mm. 
I'm sorry. You're fine. Get a little yep. something out. No, but we're good now. We're good. We're good. We're good. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. So this can be like we're getting pro. I know we kind of addressed it earlier. Following your passion, doing what you want to do, not doubting yourself. You think those are your keystone? Like, you think that's what's really helped you this whole time? I think so. I think being confident in in what you think, who you think, being confident in who you are, Mm -hmm. Um, not just who you think you are, but like being confident in who you are and your abilities, Um, working hard to like perfect your craft, Mm -hmm. like really working on your talent. Like I said, I couldn't always sing. I couldn't always act. I was actually a terrible actor when I got to college. Yes, I was not great. Like I used to cry because I'm like, I can't act. I want to be an actor. Um, so wor- working hard mm-hmm. to perfect your your craft, being confident in in all the work that you have done, and you know, knowing that it's paid off, and uh, just letting that lead you. Yeah, following your passion and doing what you really want to do. I think I think those are definitely some staples. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no problem of course this was so nice I love how we like struggled so much to like add extra time to this meeting just to but that's okay thank you no exactly no it's okay and like we've had a good time you're just chatting you know and I know you do theater and I know you're a rising senior in high school congratulations you made it through a pandemic in high school I'm very proud of you because that's not easy um so yeah if you ever just want to chat about stuff if you want to talk about college or what do you want to what you want to do or anything like that you know where to find me (laughs) thank you oh my gosh well thank you for coming on the show thank you for talking to me in general thank you for responding to my messages like that was thank you I'm just so happy I'm so happy we could do this today me too no problem it's never a problem not at all Thank you for listening to an episode of Melanated and Educated. If you would like to see more of the podcast, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Melanated and Educated Podcast. If you would like to see more of the host, you can follow me on Instagram at Deslobo. That's D-E-S-L-I-L-B-O-O. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.